So our sky is just a bunch of particles, right? Like scattering the light from the sun, giving it a hazy blue color. You remove that and we would be basically seeing space from Earth with sun and the stars together. Like imagine having space souvenirs from interstellar travels, like a rock from the moon or sand from Mars or the dust from a supernova in the palm of your hand. And how would it be to have a galactic code as your address, like M31 Alpha 96782, meaning the Andromeda Galaxy M31, Alpha Andromeda as your star, the ninth planet, the sixth continent, and so on. And I was watching this talk about a man who traveled the world for a bunch of years, you know, just for the fun of it. Imagine doing the same in the future, but in space, traveling to distant worlds and their moons. Or imagine taking a submarine ride in the subsurface ocean of Europa, in that cold water knowing that you're in that exact spot in space, the solar system, Jupiter, its moon Europa and its underground ocean. Hey Curious Bear, this is Suraj. And I'm Pratham. On this channel, we discuss our thoughts and have a deep talk on an intriguing topic and see where the conversation takes us. So Pratham, before we start, let me ask you one question. At this moment, if you were given a choice, what would be the maximum amount of money that you are, you would be willing to spend to go to space? And when I say space, like uh, I actually mean what Richard Branson and uh, Jeff Bezos did, like not the actual space. We'll get into the details later. But yeah, what would be the maximum amount of money? Let's see. <laughs> well, uh, considering they just went into orbit and it was only for a few minutes, no? I think each of the flight. I think like 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But man, it would be a crazy experience to actually experience that zero gravity naturally and not in a simulated environment. Uh, but an amount of money, maybe, maybe like, I wouldn't want to put a number on it, but maybe like mm -hmm. probably half my annual salary or something like that. But moreover, I'd be looking forward to an actual experience like going to the moon or Mars, like stepping on something and really being able to uh -huh. step out and experience it. Or even a spacewalk, that'd be crazy. Yeah, 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 that's awesome, actually. How about nice, you? Nice, nice. Me, yeah, I think you put it better. Um, even I wouldn't want to put a number, like half an annual salary, half my annual salary seems better. But I, I actually <laughs> want to catch you on one one thing that you mentioned, like experience zero gravity or weightlessness for real over there. Many people think that, um, you know, uh, because they're in space, they feel the weightlessness. But it's actually because they're falling towards Earth at all times that they feel that weightlessness. And actually, um, just to get this concept, you know, straight, uh, there was a really good demonstration that I had heard. And uh, like a thought, thought experiment, basically. So if you imagine firing a cannon on Earth and like fire it very fast, and you'd see the cannon, you know, uh, go to a certain distance and then just slowly curve and fall to the earth, right? So I think Newton did this thought experiment where say you fire it fast enough and it goes really far and then it would again drop. So what would be the velocity at which the cannonball has to travel so that the rate at which it tries to fall is actually the rate at which the earth curves? So at that point, it will always try to keep falling, but it would never fall to Earth because Earth would curve away from it. So basically, that's the uh, orbital velocity. And yeah, that's what basically uh, Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson, they did. 
and it was not because of that the space is uh, they are in space and like there's no gravity you know it it was because they are constantly falling towards earth that's crazy no like i mean it puts a different perspective on things you kind of mm. yeah i mean apart from the actual science of it even taking it in a sense of literature like it's a way of looking at something differently and i find that part also fascinating yeah yeah definitely and speaking of uh, yeah for those of you all who might have missed it this week so basically both of the billionaires uh, had their first space flight from their companies and stuff and they're going to be offering tickets to experience the same thing i think i mean since you asked about how much it would cost i think it was around 250000 to 300000 that they're starting off with and yeah i think i read somewhere that it was even i mean i think they uh, got enough registrations or something to reach like 100 mil so pretty cool yeah i mean we know that for sure people are interested like everyone wants to go to space uh, it's just the the money that's the barrier and when you try to reduce the cost of the ticket you in i feel like you increase a whole lot of this uh, unlock the whole lot of demographic that who can afford to go to space basically yeah. as and when you keep uh, decreasing the price yeah and when i think of it i think of like i mean when we travel now we kind of get something back like souvenirs or some fridge magnets mm. or you know <laughs> photographs or something like that and print them out and put them on our wall or something like that and when i think about taking artifacts about the spacecraft like in the case of jeff bezos i think he took uh, amelia earhart's glasses and a piece of canvas from the right right brothers aircraft and stuff oh. and uh, i mean it's kind of funny because uh, yeah amelia earhart actually was just disappeared in one of her flights so it wasn't the best omen but oh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I mean it's interesting imagine like getting taking something there and getting it back and like this was actually in space. Yeah yeah. So getting a souvenir back from there or like a rock from the moon or some dust from Mars. Mm-hmm. That's true. But l- let me ask you this like we know that this had happened 60 years back with a, a NASA astronaut. They had done this. But why all this first right now? Why do you think there is all this first? Well I think something in the experiencing it yourself is quite different than I mean that is obviously a humanity first like oh we've done this mm-hmm. but something about experiencing it yourself uh but yeah I don't know about the whole billionaire race about going to space I I don't know about that <laughs> but for me it's at least it's like I want to experience it myself and see how it feels like and see the curvature of the earth and look down upon it And I think it kind of takes me to that overview effect which we discussed on one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, like do you think okay fine let me ask you this. Do you think that it will change humanity as a whole to experience space? What if it became as regular as like our normal passenger aircrafts and people got to go on it and became quite affordable? Do you think it will change humanity's perspective make people more I don't know kind to each other because it's long been said that astronomy is a humbling science. So I f- do you think that will happen? Yeah, I feel that probably might happen when we start going to and start going out into space and landing on something at least a moon, our moon um or Mars, that's next. But maybe just going into that orbit and coming back and experiencing it for just 12 minutes 
it definitely will be a lifetime experience for sure but i'm not very convinced that it might change humanity as whole but maybe it's going to change ah this dots <laughs> i think they get to know when we record it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and just so you guys know even dogs have been to space <laughs> right so i think for the people to whom this experience is going to change a lot i think is for flat earthers so they can finally get to see the curvature of the earth and <laughs> then think that okay fine oh man it's actually <laughs> a spherical or geoid or whatever i bet that after that also some of them are going to say like oh no that was some kind of a yeah some holographic know, like, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah projection we weren't into space with that was a green screen <laughs> yeah let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe like some people I don't know what is the motivation behind making that arg- argument like <laughs> but anyways okay so wait so the reason I asked you that we had done this 60 years back and uh, with a NASA astronaut and why all this was right now is because I feel that this has opened a new industry like this is the frontier and we can see it emerging in our lifetimes so I'm imagining our parents or grandparents they would be the ones to see the first planes leave and uh, it would be during their time and now in our generation i think we would be the first persons to see people going to space for recreational purpose and not for some scientific experiments uh, like nasa or isro like that so yeah i i like for me it's pretty exciting that i'm getting to witness that yeah i mean funny that you should mention i was just thinking about it like when we decided to do this episode that like the right brothers in 1903 they flew their aircraft like the proper successful time was like they flew it for 59 seconds oh and it was probably the first i, I mean it is probably the first time mm. that humanity ever stepped off the ground for such a long period of time ever right like in the thousands of years that we've occupied this planet yeah and just like 118 yeah 118 years from then now we have companies that are willing to take us into space for like you buy a ticket and you get to go i mean it's it's really something that i think it's a pretty fast timeline and who knows like maybe within like a decade or something it will be like to the moon or even further like it will be possible in our lifetimes right because we can have we're having passenger flights as early as next year and stuff so yeah yeah i certainly hope so yeah and i was just thinking like you know when when i think about traveling and the kind of things we get to do when we travel to a different place i mean who knows in this new age maybe you could trek olympus mons on mars which is like the largest planetary mountain in the solar system and like you'd book your book tickets and uh, you know catch your spacecraft and touch down on a point somewhere close to the base of the mountain and then take two weeks to trek it and then come back to earth or you could go on a submarine ride in the subsurface ocean of Europa or you could camp on one of the moons of Saturn with like a promise of the best sunrise in the solar system where you see the sun rising above the rings on the horizon so you never know like who knows there might be like these travel companies that will set these kind of trips up promising the best experience and it might actually just happen in our lifetimes damn those uh those scenes are like kind of ingrained in me right now even though i haven't actually seen those moons or europa <laughs> but then 
I'm kind of jealous of our next generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what you were discussing, right? Too early, too late to explore the planet and too early to explore the universe. But who knows with this uh milestone achieved, this could happen. And I'm just looking forward to it happening as fast as possible. Yeah, me too. Okay, this actually reminds me of a recent news that I read that they're actually planning to you know launch a space hotels. What? And this yeah, and this is going to be up by 2027 according to their timeline. It's called the Voyager station. Like as in like like ISS or yeah, something like that. It 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 has I, that circular spinning thing to create artificial gravity just like our sci-fi movies. and oh, yeah okay. it's estimated to house around 280 guests but dude like 2027 sounds like super close i know right like when i just said it out loud it's just like okay 2027 but it's just like 6 years from now yeah we could be speaking from i don't know few years from then we could be talking from some other planet <laughs> yeah <to> each other <laughs> hopefully <laughs> so that kind of also reminds me of like movies like ad astra Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, no spoilers for everyone listening in, but watch the movie, it's a great movie. And what I kind of wanted to do is make you listen to the one part of this movie which really gives a experience of that feeling of okay, this is a part of our solar system and yet it's within and without reach kind of. So I'm just going to play it out. Okay. last manned outpost in our solar system. Duration 19 days, 14 hours and 33 minutes. Damn. That actually feels like I'm traveling in space and I'm headed to my destination and the, the stuff that you hear at airports for space. So that basically is like when they take off from the moon. and they're going towards mars and what he says is ursa research station mars the last manned outpost in our solar system mm. and for me that word outpost and the last manned outpost in our solar system just makes it seem like such a it seems local you know what i mean like it seems within our reach yeah it seems very grounded yeah exactly and kind of gives you that cosmic perspective okay that's where you're at and yeah so that movie and that part it's like that dialogue is something that stuck with me and stayed with me and gives those feels you know what i mean yeah yeah and this actually makes me think that we could actually be seeing space right now and in fact we are in during night but during the daytime we just see the sky and uh, we think that we are not seeing the space but if you think about it sky is just like a bunch of particles which it just makes that hazy blue color because it scatters the sun's light but if we didn't have that atmosphere we would see the sun and the night sky at the same time even during the day without our atmosphere can you imagine how that would have been if the sun wasn't so bright right yes? no 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 it it doesn't matter if the sun is bright or not if we just didn't have the atmosphere there was there would be nothing to scatter that light oh yeah okay yeah that's what okay yeah. that's what you mean 
Damn, that's something. So it would just like be another star in the sky, but like really bright. Yeah, exactly. Bigger. It would seem exactly like when when you let's say you launch from Earth and you're trying to go to space straight. Okay, at some point you will cross the sky and you will see all the stars and the night. It starts appearing. Yeah, you'll see the stars appearing and there's dark everywhere, but you still see the sun also. But that doesn't mean that all the stars right. are dimmed out or something. But because there is nothing else there to scatter the light, you see the sun mm-hmm. and also all the stars and planets over there. So it would be like that if we didn't have any atmosphere on Earth. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine that now. Basically, how it would try, kind of look like. But that's what I want to experience when I go. Like, I want to look, be able to look outside and see. everything the way it's supposed to be seen you know yes. what i mean like no in- interference no effects from anything and just experience it the way it exactly. is exactly no filters no nothing <laughs> and that would be something else yeah and actually that reminds me of this movie passengers uh have you seen it yeah yeah with chris pratt right. yeah it's crazy right like to think of some day as a relocation to another galaxy you could you know travel uh, in that state of sleep and if you okay a bit of a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it so there is this part where they take a space walk and they literally just step off the off the spaceship and just kind of like fall into empty space i mean they they they're already tethered to the spacecraft by a hook and stuff like the the suit is tethered but it was just crazy that visual and if you see it on the bigger screen it's amazing and there's also this part where they're at a swimming pool like in in a swimming pool and the background is like this uh glass and beyond it you can see the stars and the galaxy and stuff and those scenes just look unreal and it makes me think that if we traveled like that like how that movie shows it it would be crazy like it would be hell of an experience yeah definitely i still remember that scene where you mentioned right like they step off the spaceship but still tethered yeah the, the visuals are really great you guys definitely have to check that out i was just thinking like i mean the kind of stuff that happens now uh, for example i don't know like the movie titanic right like how he gets on to the ship is by he he wins the card game and gets his tickets on the titanic and changes his life mm-hmm. and i mean ignoring the bleak ending kind of <laughs> but but imagine maybe someday somebody would be waiting a bit and they would win their tickets on the spacecraft by winning a card game or something like that and get to travel to another galaxy and forever change their life isn't that thought awesome like yeah yeah think. damn i know right i mean this even resonated with me when uh, jennifer lawrence and passengers she explains that her her character over there is to you know just go there and r- write a kind of sort of like a blog about it like she's a journalist and she was documenting the procedure that she was documenting basically their journey and how they would go there and uh, start a new life over there and populate the new planet so that felt very oh man yeah yeah it's crazy to think even I mean if I may say so it makes even boring professions sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely. Yeah. So it sounds ambitious but with the things that are happening now with space tourism, space hotels and all that stuff, 
it seems very it seems like a possibility in the near future yeah for sure and i kind of i don't know it i'm just like kind of dreaming about it now and i think i don't know maybe in a long time there'll be trips to edges of black holes and maybe it'll be like one of those special experiences you know probably a little more expensive or a little more dangerous and only if you're ready for it like 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 everyone goes for a trek and everyone goes hiking and stuff but only like a few can kind of climb mount everest uh, or some of the other tougher expeditions that they take on so i'm just thinking like what would be the space equivalent of that maybe trips to runaway stars or trying to chase a comet or something like that then or even hitch yeah. a hike on an <laughs> asteroid oh <laughs> pretty crazy i know man you know i always imagine like we could use an asteroid and carve it out inside and use it as a hotel like a traveling hotel like a cave yeah exactly like a space cave yeah <laughs> that would be awesome uh, <laughs> yeah and i was actually kind of thinking about this one thing i mean i was just like kind of daydreaming about it and thinking how it would be and how you'd manage that and how it would like feel like the experience right mm-hmm. and i was just thinking like if you travel to another galaxy one day maybe that be like how we send stuff through post or something like that and maybe that be like a galactic pin code or okay like a like a galaxy code or something like that oh. like i don't know like m31 alpha 96872 or something where like the first part represents the galaxy and mm-hmm. the alpha represents which cluster or which star or which constellation yeah and then in that which planet and which and so on and stuff it'd be so crazy right to I have know. that kind of an address yeah damn and i th- I, i don't think we would be using light to communicate because even it would it probably would take light years to get over there so something like um quantum entanglement so it's instantaneous then okay yeah i i don't know much about that <laughs> but <laughs> sounds intriguing i think they made some recent progress on that also no yeah yeah they actually put it into application and uh, th- there was a satellite which had like a server over there and we used to control it uh, in in ground and um, yeah they transfer the information and it was instantaneous yeah probably need another episode for that definitely <laughs> space communication <laughs> yeah but i was just thinking like what if we during the course of like landing on some planet or discovering something new or like the first planet outside of the solar system that we ever land on it would probably be hard to know a lot about it because of the distance and size but what if we land on it and run into aliens or some kind of life over there that we didn't expect oh damn <laughs> i'm just trying to think of like yeah like when you explore there's always that sense of something new and unknown and dangerous yeah. and i think that applies to space also obviously definitely so yeah and again that probably is another whole episode yeah yeah don't get me started on aliens <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should we should talk about that though oh man you know recently i was watching a video on youtube which was uh, one of the tedx talks So there was this guy I think he's around 30 years in his mid 30s probably he traveled around the world with almost like zero money or very less amount of money so I was just watching him 
tell about how he made money and how he spent almost like five six years like traveling the world and uh, in the middle of it like he would actually start working and he would start volunteering and so he would get like free accommodation from those people he sailed through indian ocean for free because he told that okay he would just see the night shifts and he would um, do some basic chores basically and they just let him travel for free so just that i'm trying to translate it on a cosmic perspective what if in the future we have all this um travel to other solar system all this intergalactic travel and you know his life wasn't just that it was vacationing and he spent 5 years vacationing and then he got into his usual life no it it was his life it was to travel it was to explore and what if even us when space tourism uh, is on an inter uh, galactic level we could probably go to another planets or the moons of other planets asteroids and just explore it and maybe just like him we could even do some odd jobs like say mining an asteroid and getting some money to hitch a ride to the next planet or the moon of some other planet and it won't be like a vacation but that would be our entire life just to go out and explore and see different worlds basically man that would be crazy when you said <laughs> mining an asteroid i was just like i want to do that i know right <laughs> if it if it lets me hitchhike and take a ride to another planet or something i'd be up for that exactly and let's say <clears throat> sorry i did that and let's say you don't get to travel in a luxurious space vehicle or something but you have to travel in one of those asteroids which is however headed in that direction so that would probably be like your low cost travel and yeah, uh, yeah you would just get a ride on it <laughs> let's just hope it happens in our lifetimes i seriously hope so yeah but i used to think like you know some like thinking really futuristically I used to wonder if we can sometimes put together a sort of video of what we see or even maybe see the history of our planet like for example right now let's say really far away some star is having a blast and going supernova and we see mm-hmm. a little of it like we just see maybe you know with the best instruments also we can't put together the proper picture of it but what if we had a way to kind of gather all the light that has gone off in different directions gather all of it and kind of put together a 3d visual of what happened exactly like capturing a actual 3d video of what happened and if we extend that same logic to kind of if we travel really far and somehow managed to get to a point which was beyond like really really far and faster than light i know it's not possible but what if it was mm-hmm. and you could see the light coming to you from earth that was as old as when the dinosaurs walked on it and you could kind of watch the video of the planet evolving kind of fast forward it and see what exactly happened and what it went through and how humans evolved and developed everything like i used to think about this when i was a kid and um, exactly i used to think like what if i can go to some other planet which is like say 65 million light years away like probably instantaneously using warp drive or some some sort of sciencey stuff like that yeah i know and right <laughs> use the telescope and look at earth so we would literally be seeing dinosaurs 
Oh. But you know, another possibility is that we could probably go to some other planet, which is say 65,000 or 65 million light years away, say meet a bunch of aliens who have already done that, who have already recorded or documented this process. And we could just, you know, ask them to play it for us. Man, that'll be crazy. <laughs> probably not the first thing I would ask them, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you even get a chance to <laughs> ask them anything. For sure. Huh. Hmm. Okay, I think we'll end it here. I hope this conversational journey was as intriguing for everyone listening in as it was for us. And I hope that some of the stuff we discuss actually happens in our lifetimes so that you, me and everyone can experience it and feel that awe of space. So yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, you can leave your comments down below. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Google, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at Curiosphere. See you guys on the next episode. Have a good one.